Hey guys, it's the Supernaturals Podcast Show. <laughs> yep, this show exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level, and I trust that that's why you're listening, that it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, His will be done, established through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. Jesus loves me, this I know, but does God? That's the question that Letha Ross asked, and in this uh, podcast, Letha shares her testimony of how she discovered that God is actually a heavenly father who loves her as well. You're going to like this. No, you're going to love this. Now, Letha Ross, right? the Ross family, they were part of our church at Seattle Revival Center, uh, and then God called them to Chandler, Arizona. Letha and her amazing husband, Stuart, are the real deal. They model kingdom and kingdom family in such a transparent, energetic, and inspiring way. When the Rosses were in Seattle, uh, there were all these young couples that just gravitated towards them because of just their realness and their wisdom and their, and their playfulness. And I've been encouraging Letha for years to start creating content uh, because she has this tremendous amount of authority, uh, but she also just has this natural uh, charisma that it just makes you want to listen to what she has to share. We need more families like the Rosses. They're not full-time ministers, but they are doing full-time ministry through their lifestyle and their commitment to glorify God by being absolutely satisfied in Him. There's nothing religious about the Rosses. Letha and Stuart are totally supernaturalist, and they have been stewarding and expanding the kingdom of God just through their daily contribution. And I want to celebrate them in this podcast and hope that Lisa's testimony inspires you to begin sharing your own story. As we say around here all the time, your authority is in your testimony. Now, before we actually dive into this content, just want to take a second or two to remind you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are a big deal when it comes to podcasts. That's what allows iTunes to aggregate all of the plethora of content that's been created every single day and to pull the gold up to the top. And so when you take that second or two to rate and review, that 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 just tells iTunes, look, you got to pay attention to this podcast over here. These guys are amazing. So, uh, so many of you guys have done this, and I just want to thank you uh, for those of you um, that have. But if you haven't yet, it's not too late. No, 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 no. It's not too late. Go and do that. That'd be great. All right. So, let me just give you a link to get you there. Um, instead of having to uh, dive through iTunes to find this, just go to the darrenshow.com. The what? The darrenshow.com. That'll redirect you to iTunes. You can give it one star, and that means that you think it's kind of lame. You can give it five stars, and that, things, that means that you think this thing is dope. It's tight. It's awesome. It's great. It's off the chain. So, uh, rate it and then leave it a little review like, oh man, my life used to be lame. And then I listened to the Supernatural Podcast show and now my, now my life is, is, is insane, insane in a good way. Um, do that. That, that would be, that would be awesome. So you rate it and you review it. Um, and, uh, so I, yeah, I think that pretty much, I think that pretty much covers it and stuff. So anyways, without any further ado, let's dive into this session that was recorded live at Bethel Chandler at the Truth Talks conference with Lisa, almost called Lisa, with Letha Ross, right here, right now, on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. <laughs> created for such 
such a time as this. All right, and here we go. <laughs> there is more. He said, what? Thank you everybody for coming and thank you everybody for tuning in. I just wanted to um, come here and expose something that the Lord has showed me over the course of my life. And um, generally what he does for me is he'll kind of give me little pieces here and there before I go speak somewhere. And then he'll let me know eventually as Holy Spirit starts doing what he does, what I'm gonna say. But the one thing I want to talk about mostly is I know out there, there are a lot of people who have this vision of what God is. And um, for me, I had this thought process that God was this big man up in the sky who was um, mad at me who sent his son, now I believe that, that he sent his son to die for me, but his son was the gateway, which is all true, but I wanna tell you how it got twisted. His son was the gateway because God didn't care. How is that for a lie? The enemy allowed me to believe that Jesus was cool, he was my friend, he was great, but God actually does not really care for you, so thank God, well, I guess, thank God, for Jesus. So growing up, because of the, that warped view, I never really felt close to God. Now, back up a little bit. The reason why I didn't feel close to God, um, and through no fault of their own, growing up, I was, my mother was young. And so because of her being young, she didn't have those abilities, you know, to, to figure out how to do life as, as much as you know, other people might have figured out by that point. So she always said to me that she, she even told me later on that I didn't want you and I felt very unwanted. Um, and that um, she was mad because I was, I was here. And so to, I always had to earn her love. I always had to do better. I always had to, um, if it was chores or for whatever it was, I had to make sure that I was excellent beyond, and there was always something that she would, could find wrong with it. Now, again, I'm not saying this to throw my mother under the bus because she has changed. She is a woman of God now and she's just, you know, gone through her things, but that's how I grew up. So my view of God was what she showed me. My um, other parent was there and it wasn't really a, a no, it, it just, there was no communication. There was no, um, he was silent. He was there, he was nice. He took us places and, things like that, um, but there was no relationship. So my view of God got kind of warped. It got warped in the sense where I thought that in order for me to do anything, my mom would, um, it, was, it was not, a, it, I don't, how do I say this? It was not at a, there was sometimes abuse. There were situations of that nature. Um, things happened in my life that I was not able to confide in. So again, that, that parental view of became my godly view and it was all based on conditions it was based on if i can do this then if i came home and if she came home then the if the kitchen was clean whew, i made it i made it i'm loved today so at a young age praise jesus she introduced me to jesus so again she was going through her own journey so you know every parent goes through the journey we're not perfect i'm now a parent of seven so it, we're not perfect we're all feel, figuring out how to do that so she was going through her own journey but she did you know through a wonderful woman introduce me to god introduce me to jesus so i had this great relationship with jesus i thought he was the candy man which he really is you know he also is god but um 
But I was constantly thinking that God was mad at me, that he was mad at me and that I could never tell him my feelings. Because if I told him my feelings, he could zap me. I mean, have you read the Old Testament? You know, he could totally wipe me out, you know, and, and then I would be nothing, you know. So I, I just, I was always afraid and I, I, but even though I had this great relationship with Jesus, I kind of put God on the side. And, and, I, and I put great in quotation marks because you really can't have a great relationship with Jesus if you don't know God's Father. But, um, so I would sing in worship teams. I would do all these wonderful things. Oh, it was just so fun. I love Jesus. Oh, it was awesome. And um, one day I was married and we had gone through, um, I'd already been married. We'd gone through some layoffs and job, no job, having, I think at that time we only had three kids. And um, I remember being in the shower and I was like, just, I was angry. We have no job. I have no, you know, this is not what I planned. I got married at 30. So I'm thinking things are going to be a little different. You know, I mean, I'm staying at home. I love my kids. That was awesome. But, you know, it was just tight. I don't remember. I think, um, you know, when you're married at 30, let me just tell you what happens. And you marry an older person, you have to die to yourself. Do you have to die to yourself? You have to die to yourself. Because if you don't die to yourself, it's war. And so we, we had friction at that time. We had all that kind of stuff going on. And so I'm in my shower because I don't know like you, but God speaks to me in the shower. <laughs> I think that's when my mind quiets down or whatever. And I was mad. I was beyond mad. I actually, I was so mad and I was crying and I was upset. I think I even crumpled to the, the floor of the shower. And then I waited. I literally waited for God to strike me. I thought, okay, this is it. My heart's going to stop. Something's going to happen. He's going to do something and it's over. And nothing happened. In fact, what I heard in my heart and my spirit was, good, I'm so glad you finally got that out. And that made me cry even more. I was like, what do you mean? I was waiting for you to pour out your heart. I was waiting for you to do this. And that took me on this wonderful journey of God's identity and who he really thinks I am. And I have to tell you, I, it's overwhelming. I'm still learning what does a father's love feel like? Because I was never told, and that was the generation of my parents. I was never told I was loved on a constant. But in fact, my, my mom told me I, I didn't like you. In fact, what she told me, and this also worked my view, was um, I love you, but I don't like you. So when you grow up with, I love you, I don't like you, it was easy for me to see that God loved me. No one had, it, it was easy. I got that. But to not be liked by God was a little, you know, I didn't think he liked me. I mean, I'm weird. Everybody tells me that, you know, I'm, I'm the, 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 this, I'm the, the one that likes to be flashy. And I, I just toned it down just a little bit for this people here. So, <laughs> but I love, you know, to be different. And so I didn't think that God actually liked that part of me. And so after we went through, I've been married, he got us out of that situation. It was a long road, um, but he started showing me the identity of who I was. And as he started doing it, that's why I'm wearing this camel, because now I'm starting to know who I am. Now the enemy cannot sit there and tell me any more than I am less than. And I'm going to tell you why I did that, because he started, or why that happened. I, I went through this process, and I went through this process of, of Lord, there's got to be more. This can't be it. After our son, my son had cancer, and our son had can cancer, and I remember coming, coming almost to the end of my rope of Christianity, going to a great church and all this stuff, and, 
And I was like, there's got to be more. This can't be it. You know, and so that, that one question is where God's taught giving me this journey of a personal relationship, a real personal relationship with him. And he started exposing who God the Father was. One of the talks I had, I spoke at a um, women's group thing and I, I was praying. And again, God does the same thing to me that he does to, I don't know if anybody else gets this, but he gave me a scripture and my scripture was in Psalms 139, and everybody's heard Psalms 139, how he's known us in their mother's womb, blah, 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 blah. And he started this journey with me on my identity and who he thought I was with Psalms 139, 17 through 18. And this is through the, um, I think the Passion Translation, which is like my new favorite right now. But it says, every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonder to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desire towards me and more than the grains of the sand on the shore. When I wake each morning, you are still with me. He was telling me, my thoughts are, I think of you constantly, Letha. And not only do I think of you constantly, I cherish you. That was like amazing to me. I'm, and he said, this is what he thought. Oh, he said, I'm precious. I'm precious. And to me, I know there's somebody out there who doesn't feel worthy, who doesn't feel like God loves them, who doesn't think, you know, whatever circumstances God has got, um, you've brought, been brought through, he thinks you're worthy. He thinks you're incredibly talented. And he even whispers to me every once in a while, like I got ready this morning. I'm like, Lord, what do I wear? My poor husband. I had clothes flying everywhere because I couldn't figure out what to wear. And he goes, Letha, you're a warrior. Wear your warrior. The only thing I didn't do was my real boots because I thought maybe that might be a little too intense for everybody. But he said, wear your warrior stuff, but you're a princess warrior. And so I got my bling. I got my, you know, just a little bling. I generally have like this cuff. <laughs> but I'm a princess warrior for the Lord because now I know who I am. And I want to ask you the question, do you know who you are? Do you seek him? He is waiting for you to find out how incredibly awesome you are. Are. You are so incredibly awesome to him. And, it's, and yes, I want you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And yes, Jesus thinks you're fine. In fact, the more I'm getting to know him, the more I realize they have a sense of humor. I mean, if you haven't lived this life long enough, I'm, you know, 39, almost 39 years old. You know, no, I'm 48 years old. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just, anyway, you'll start realizing that God has a funny sense of humor. And he's hilarious, but he loves you and he loves me. And one of the things that um, we were living in Seattle and we were going to this church called Seattle Revival Center. And one of the things that our pastor would always say was God loves you and he's in a good mood. I think out of any sermon he ever preached, that's the one I remember the most, is that God loves me and he's in a good mood. He's not angry at me. He's not angry at me. I, I get to walk tall because he's not angry with me. And he loves me. And, and not only, yes, he did, he, Jesus came and he gave his only begotten son. And I mean, or God came and his son and all that stuff. But the one thing I started realizing as I was walking this journey with him is that he, Jesus kept telling me, Letha, I love my father. Because you love me, that's who I represent. That was a trip. I read that in 1 John 14. I wasn't going to read all of the scripture there, but he says, I'm in the Father and the Father's in me. And he said, I love my Father. And I was like, oh, 
wait a minute, that kind of switches things around here a little bit. You love your father. It's not like you came out to save us from the big bad wolf. He is love. You, he came only to direct us to the father. That blew my mind. So here's this relationship I have with Jesus. Now it's becoming richer because he has, he has directed this. And now I, for the first time in my entire life, I'm starting to understand what Papa is. We call my husband Papa. Um, and it's such a lovely, before we got married, we decided what we were going to call each other. I'm Mama and he's Papa. And um, so we decided what we were going to do. And so now I call him Papa. He's my Papa. And he loves me. I'm still experiencing. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still trying to understand Papa's give good gifts and that they're not conditional. His love is not conditional. I'm, I sometimes, we have with seven kids, you can blow up just a tad, right? And, but then I will go, I'm sorry. And I hear him say, I've already forgiven you. And I hear Papa God go, it's okay. You're still after my own heart. I still love you. And I'm like, really? But I didn't clean it perfectly or I didn't do that because that's why I grew up. You know, I didn't do this perfectly. I didn't do that perfectly. He's like, no, 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 no. And he loves every little thing about me. I don't get it. I honestly don't. I don't, I will, I, I think until I get to heaven, I'll figure that out. Um, and the other verse that I had was 1 John 4, 16. And um, I want to read that to you if I can do that. I had a little coffee. So sometimes with me, coffee, which was a great cup. Um, I can get a little wired, especially when Holy Spirit starts to speak. But this is what he showed me. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And then it goes on to say about, talk about perfect love, cast out all fear. And God says, I don't want you to fear me anymore, honey. I don't want you to fear me. In fact, you know what he did? He apologized for how I grew up. He did. He said, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want that for her either. And she had her challenges. My dad had his challenges. You know, I have a, a biological dad I haven't even seen. So my stepdad has been my dad forever, you know. And, and, and he said, I'm sorry. I had a different thing for their lives too. And now I can see both of them blooming and growing in Jesus. And things are awesome with us. But I just thought, wow, Lord, you love me. And he apologized. Are you kidding me? To me? And so I really want to leave out there with everyone who is listening. If you don't feel loved, I want you to ask the question, Did I, am I receiving his love? I want you to receive it. Because sometimes it's not a feeling. It's just receiving it, knowing, and um, getting that relationship with him and figuring out maybe having a buddy around you that'll help you go walk you through that, those situations. Having my children around, I see that unconditional love, how to start giving it, how to receive it, because kids kind of love you regardless. And that's amazing, you know? And so the truth is, is that God loves us and he isn't mad at you. I'm sorry, Darren, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing your show there, your, your line, but he isn't mad at you and he is in a good mood. And I want to leave you with that. I want you to think about that. I want you to just know. And if you don't know, go inside, maybe a little closet in your car, wherever you can get alone, and just say, God, will you reveal yourself to me? Will you show yourself to be this real person? And so that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> 
podcasts are definitely trending right now. There's so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.